0: Good afternoon, New York, and the rest of our listeners around the globe. My name is June Steuer, and I'm the host of The Organic View Radio Show. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Zoom, and you can also visit our website at www.theorganicview.com. If you'd like to be on the show or like to find out about sponsorship opportunities, please contact us at questions at theorganicview.com. Today's show is sponsored by Eden Foods the most trusted name in certified organic clean food. When you shop online at EdenFoods.com, enter the coupon code ORGVIEW to receive 20% off any regularly priced items, excluding cases. For other promotional offers, please visit the OrganicVIEW.com's website. And don't forget to check out our contest section. Today, we have a very special guest from Brussels, who is an authority on organic raw As well as juicing. And she's going to be sharing a little bit of what she teaches her students, as well as some of her own recipes from a wonderful book that she has available for people that are looking to learn about juicing. And her name is Marie Claire Hermans. Today we're going to be talking about Valentine's Day in the Raw. As most of the audience out there will be celebrating St. Valentine's Day this coming February 14th, people tend to think that the holiday has to consist of all sorts of really rich fattening foods, so on and so forth, or the typical traditional token of chocolate. And the thing is, is that we have another guest who is going to be coming on in a little bit after the, the start of the show, who is an expert on chocolate and. It's interesting, something like chocolate, which most people think is very fattening and, you know, just bad for you, it's amazing how healthy it really is. First, I'd like to start off with Marie-Claire Hermans. We're going to talk about her work with organic raw foods. Now, they say that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. However, more and more couples realize that if they want to grow old together, they need to live a healthy life together. Organic raw cuisine has come a very long way. Thanks to chefs and food connoisseurs alike, the recipes are easy to make, good for your heart, and absolutely delicious. Marie Claire Herman started her company Ravishing Raw after she cured herself of chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia with raw food. She actually outsmarted doctors who told her she could never be cured. Firm in her belief, she studied the body. Mind and spirit, and their connection to each other. She invests on a constant basis in her education as a raw food coach, in her own personal growth, and also in how to be of service to others. The difference between what Marie Claire Hermans does as opposed to what other people do is that she specifically Focuses on organic raw foods. And let me tell you, if you go to organicview.com, she has a number of her recipes which are currently featured, and also a couple of recipes from her last segment. And let me tell you something the pictures are just absolutely amazing. We've had a lot of wonderful, wonderful comments from the audience in regards to the recipes, as well as a lot of interest, not just in raw, but in juicing, which she's also an authority on. Juicing is something that many people are turning to because it is a very good way to give your body a jump start especially if you're looking to shed some weight or if you have been feeling run down if you want to just get your body back on track it's something that i highly recommend i think juicing is tremendous there's so many wonderful benefits to it But, you know, you really do need a little bit of guidance because it's not just simply taking a little bit of juice and sipping that throughout the day. There's a little bit more to it. You don't need to necessarily have an MBA in order to figure this out. I would like to welcome to the show Marie Claire Hermans all the way from Brussels.
1: Hello, June. I'm really glad to be here.
0: Uh, it is so great to have you. That it, It's wonderful. I mean, Brussels, wow. I just love this about the show that I connect with so many people that are all over the world, and the audience is global too. The amount of feedback that we get from social media, from emails, you name it, it's just tremendous. And it, it just really makes me feel so good to know that people really want to information from the people that are out there working to help get people back on track, eating organic, healthy foods, and, you know, living a healthier life.
1: Yeah, that's that's what it's about, you know, living that healthy life because it all starts with health. And I, I keep repeating it to everybody who wants to hear and Often to those who don't want to hear it, too, that everything everything is starting with health. Without it, we can't do nothing. Um, love starts with health. Um, um, your work, you know, uh, being social uh, with friends and all that, so and being happy with yourself. So it all starts there, and so it's very important.
0: Marie Claire, can you talk about your whole introduction into? the whole organic raw movement. I mean, this is something that you've been doing for quite some time.
1: Well, I, um, I'm i doing this for about two years now. It's not that long. Um, but I started doing it because I, I've been really very, very ill for about five years. And um, I, I've i been looking into so many solutions that was really... Um, Left alone by the doctors, actually, and I felt like I was um, I had to do it all by myself at the end, and that is what I started doing. I started doing a lot of research in, to find the solution to the problems I was having. Um, well, actually, I was dying of myelitis, myelitis, I think it is. Um, I had uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia. I was uh, very um, I had a heavy burden of heavy metals toxins. Um, I had total burnout. Um, I had Lyme disease. So I had all these kind of, yeah, very challenging diseases at the same time. So it was very hard to find a diagnosis, and all the diagnosis um, at the end. So but. It came to a point that the doctor said, okay, we cured you from Lyme disease and such and such, so, but we cannot cure you from fibromyalgia and uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. It's incurable. So I, um, I said, well, I didn't come that far to hear this message, so I will cure, that's it. And uh, I really went further with my search, and then I came across raw food, and I only had to hear the... Well, the expression once, and I googled it, and I came into this new world. It was uh, such a, an eye-opener um, to me, because I had, ne- I had never heard of um raw food before. And I went raw overnight. I saw immediately, this is it for me, and this is what I'm going to do. And um, next day I was raw, 100%. Um, and then i noticed that after 10 days i i i was always in constant pain and after 10 days i noticed while i was walking a little bit oh i don't have any pain at the moment so that was such a um a very weird sensation because when you were always in pain for years you don't know that sensation anymore to to not feel your body and that was so nice so I knew I was on, good, um, on the right track and I became even more motivated to, to to do what I was doing. And after three months I was tested negative for fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome. So I really overcame those issues only by eating raw and um, by focusing on my food, what what my body needed. I just looked into the things that my body was lacking, uh, whatever it was, and I I was looking for the right foods to complement um, those uh, shortnesses, and that is what I actually did, and when I continued doing this, and I kept, started feeling better and better, my life started changing, changing too, and I was able to to build up energy and making plans again, uh, dreaming again. And so I decided to do something about it, with it, I mean, and to help others. And uh, this is what I'm doing now. So I'm now a certified wellness coach. And um, I'm trying to help uh, whoever is facing facing chronic uh, health issues or... um, Just health issues Or Whomever who needs uh, Some help To To live healthier To To stay on the right track
0: Raw foods Most people think that You just eat salads All day long And Basically Like finger foods That you would find Where you're You're Mm -hmm. nibbling on carrots And celery all day long And that's about it Can you explain What exactly
1: Is the whole Raw foods diet First of all You can eat From every Raw food. Uh, raw cooked uh, I mean cooked dish you can make a raw version Uh, that is what I first want to tell the listeners because a lot of people fear that they will have to miss so many things because in raw food diet you're not having uh, dairy products anymore you're not um, consuming bread or grains so what uh, raw food are eating um, is Vegetables, fruits, nuts, seeds, and sprouts. Of course, water. And I'm seeing it almost as a food because it's it's vital in your diet. So these are the things that you eat. And when you hear those things in a row, you would say, oh, that's boring. But you can do so many things with them. You can create any... Dish that you are craving from your raw well food, uh, from your cooked food um, history, and you can make it a, really a delicious raw well food meal from. So, what you can make, you can make your pasta, but you will make it, for instance, from um, zucchini or carrots or daikon. Uh, you won't use the grains anymore, but you will use the vegetables to create a dish that is almost looking like the ones that you used to know. You can make your pizza, but you will make your crust made of vegetables that you dehydrate. And um, you can make lasagna, but now you will make lasagna made of um, nuts and seeds for the dressings uh, or for the cheeses, and you will use the vegetables to, to make layers. You can be so creative with them. And... Um, what is important when you start going on a raw food diet is that you, you take the time just to make that transition. And if you need, uh, well, we often eat with our memory. And when you have that moment that you are lacking uh, or you are craving the cooked food, well, just make a raw version of it. It's perfectly possible. And this is how you transition how you help yourself and how you be, how you are being gel- gentle with yourself too, because that is important too. Uh, and certainly when you are transitioning, how long
0: did it take for you to feel the positive impact on your health? If you have fibromyalgia, that's pretty painful. How long did it take for this transition to take place?
1: I could already feel the difference in a few days. Actually, I felt that I was starting to have some energy because that is very typical uh, with chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia, that you don't have any energy. You cannot get up. And uh, I could get up. I could stay up for a longer time. So the changes were small at the beginning, the first few days, but they were there. And that was amazing because I had lying down for five, six, five years. Um, not being able to move hardly, so um, after 10 days I had no pain anymore I was really pain free and that was amazing and so each day I must say these effects really accumulate they, they are not going away, but they get better and better and more and more and more intense and I can say that after a already, I was so much better, and after three months, I could stay up all day long, which was totally impossible before. I had to lie down after I vacuumed uh, the living room, for instance. I had to lie down all day just doing that. So these were major, major changes in only a very short time. Sometimes
0: with certain illnesses it seems as though you have little signs where little by little the illness starts really taking its effect and then especially with your situation where you know you basically were stuck where you couldn't do anything cuz you were so incredibly fatigued when you are consuming organic raw foods the impact on your health immediately the body just recognizes hey you know you're feeding me some good stuff here and the health begins to restore pretty rapidly. We have another call on the line. I do believe this is Jean Kelsey. She is very well-known in social media. She's an expert on chocolate. Many of you out there know her as I'm a chocoholic, and she's definitely my favorite chocoholic. So I would like to say hello to Jean. Jean, you there? Hi, June. How are you? Hi, Jean. Welcome to the show. So great. We have Jean, who's in Connecticut, who is now talking to uh Marie Claire Hermans, who's in Brussels and I'm in New York. How about that? Mm-hmm. I think
2: that I think that's awesome. It's it's so cool. And Marie Claire, it's so nice to meet you.
1: Yeah, Jean, likewise.
0: Now um Jean, uh you also had a very similar health condition to Marie Claire. Can you talk about that a little bit?
2: uh, sure um,
0: I also, and I find
2: it really interesting with what she was saying, but I had chronic fatigue syndrome um pretty debilitating, and I uh totally turned my life upside down, so as she was talking about having to lay down all day after vacuuming, um yeah, that's very, very real. People don't understand um how debilitating chronic fatigue syndrome is and fibromyalgia is actually like another notch above chronic fatigue syndrome so um, I was a borderline fibro because I had pain I had a lot of pain I lived in a chiropractor's office uh, but I lived with chronic illness um, and irritable bowel syndrome for 20 about 20 years and uh, you know she said her raw diet overnight and then maybe a few days, like 10 days later, she was feeling really good. Um, for me, um, I I was introduced to a raw organic chocolate, and I didn't go on the raw diet. I didn't know anything about raw. But what happened to me after, I want to say six, six to nine months, was my body healed. It was getting things that it never had before, and all I did was add this to my diet. So... My catapult into learning and understanding what happened was just like Marie Claire. I started researching, but in the reverse. She researched to find a cure. I researched to find out why raw, organic chocolate did what no doctor could ever do. And I have learned an awful lot. And I am out there trying to help as many people as I can understand that there is chocolate that has, there's candy that has chocolate in it, and then there is raw, unprocessed, organic chocolate that is God's medicine. It's completely God's medicine. He gave it to us. It's not been processed like some of the big companies take, you know, they wreck it. They take the medicinal properties out. And so the
0: raw, Now, you can say the companies, Jane. It's okay. I'll say say them for you. All the garbage that's on the market that's (laughs) non-organic. Basically, folks, if it's hard for you to figure out, anything that is not certified organic is included. So all the commercials that you see for all the little candies that have all sorts of cute little colors and all sorts of junk all over them, there's a reason why this stuff is not good for you because it's packed with all sorts of preservatives, all sorts of garbage. And the bottom line is the more milk that they add to, it's not even milk, it's basically a milk product. I do believe that that's the term. Milk product, that that whole term just scares me. One of the things about the vegan diet is with the dark chocolate, the dark chocolate You don't necessarily eat a whole bunch of it because it's very rich. But the thing is, is that you don't really need to. The antioxidants that are in the dark chocolate are tremendous. And it's funny, people are very quick to take all sorts of supplements and artificial shakes and all sorts of stuff that will give them the natural benefits of organic raw food. That's that's kind of the irony. They're quick to take a pill, but when it comes to just using it in its natural form, people just don't get that. They they haven't quite made that connection unless they have had some sort of health issue where they're forced to really take a hard look at how the food is produced, where it's coming from, so on and so forth, and that's when people start really waking up.
1: Yes, we do make things very complicated because... Actually everything that our body needs is available in nature. But first we deplete our soil from some minerals and so we have to supplement them and then we add chemicals to them so we become ill, we have to go to the doctors, have treatment pills to replace the nutrients that we lack from the plants. So you could really wonder what are we doing? And we are tolerating the industry to spoil our food. making us ill and and, well they get the money from that system that we enable and when you start eating raw you become so much conscious about the system and you simply start refusing to walk their talk, you start walking your talk and uh, that is what it's about in in your life, living the way you want to live it, being healthy uh, and um, Well, at the moment that I, for instance, chose to take charge of my own health, to take my own responsibility, and uh, that I started to change my food pattern, I broke that chain that is linked to that industry, which is keeping us unhealthy, and uh, it is keeping us even Depending on what they are creating in their labs, because they really go to their labs and they create our addiction to processed food. What they put in—you're just talking about this uh, milk product. Well, it's created in in labs, and they are creating by purpose to so people are addicted from the first taste they take. They want more from that chocolate in the supermarket, and so on. So. Um, it's very uh, tough to break those addictions because there are addictions and it is because those um, well, the things that they are adding to the food are um, bringing certain chemical imbalances in the brain and this is why you start craving those foods the cravings are created by the industry actually so the moment that you start breaking that chain you give your body a rest from all the junk that you're getting and from all the chemicals. And then your body can start healing itself because it has that property to heal. And it's not only about cutting your finger because you you can see when you cut your finger, it heals itself. When you break a leg, your leg will um, heal again. But we never think of the possibility that when you are ill that your body will is able to heal itself. We don't think about the possibility. We go to the doctor and we ask for a quick fix to, uh solution, a pill. But uh, we forget that the solutions are growing right under our nose. They're growing in the garden, the wheat, the, um, the wild edibles, the, the greens, you know, the raw food. That is, um, those are the two medicines. And as Jean just was saying, uh, with chocolate in, in its rawest form.
0: I found that with raw chocolate, it not only satisfies any type of sweet craving that you may have, but it's also something that you can consume that you can actually feel good about.
2: That's right. It is very guilt-free. And that's that's another, uh, another thing that people seem to always stigmatize, is that having chocolate is going to be bad for you and make you fat. Um, quite the opposite. I've lost 22 pounds. 22
0: pounds
2: just from adding some chocolate. And how tall
0: are you, Jean? I'm 5'4". 5'4", so 20 pounds on somebody who's 5'4", that's a lot of weight.
2: Yeah, I, I was. I was, well, you know, I was pretty sedentary because I didn't feel good. I just, I mean, for me to do anything... It it was hard. People always ask, and I'll bet you Marie Claire could understand this and certainly relate to this, but um, my my only way to help people understand what chronic fatigue syndrome feels like is to go to bed at 10 o'clock and wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and start your day. Do that every single day. Don't take a nap. Just keep going. And after you do that for about three or four days, You've now hit the over tired zone, you're exhausted and you can't carry on. And your body can't fight. And then you end up getting run down enough and then maybe you get a cold. So your body is not able to repair itself while it's getting its rest. And even if you do, chronic fatigue people sleep forever. You could you could sleep for I slept eleven, twelve, thirteen hours and I would wake up and feel like I never went to sleep. Never. So you're living in a fog. And you're, you know, just to do the simplest things is, is unbelievable. You don't look sick. So you can't, you don't get that that same type of sympathy from somebody that maybe is in a wheelchair or somebody that's on crutches, you know, like, oh, my gosh, you know, you poor thing. You know, so you just sort of suck it up and you, look, you carry on. You don't let people know how you're feeling. And when my body began to heal, I had very subtle changes that I started to notice, and maybe six months later, people started noticing it in the way my hair looked, the way my skin tone looked. You know, I just, everything started to look different to people, and I was like, really? You know, I mean, I started feeling really great, so there was something to it, and as I began researching and learning about the power of raw chocolate, And and what's what's been done out there in the the medical world, the scientific world, with chocolate has been really interesting. Um, The sad sad part about it is is they're testing, most of the tests that have been done um, that are out there are on um, commercialized dark chocolate. So it may be very, very bitter where it's got high cacao content, but it's still been heated. It's been cooked. So it's no longer raw. You know, very few, very few um, studies have been done. I believe Johns Hopkins did a study on raw chocolate. Okay, raw chocolate, to be considered healthy, has to have a high flavonoid count. If it doesn't have high flavonoids, it's really not healthy. And, and it's always around this time of year that makes me crazy because the media has taken the most important thing about chocolate out of the equation flavonoids and and, you know maybe about three or four months ago Brian Williams from MSNBC did a segment because they finally realized that there's something that really makes dark chocolate healthy and it's called flavonoids and it's thanks to Dr. Norm Hollenberg who finally published an article to help reel in the media like slow down guys you need to say that this is what makes your dark chocolate healthy and it, it was Very exciting for me because I've been reading that, but now at least it was out there, and it was picked up by the media. So hopefully that continues. Um, So not all dark chocolate is healthy. It's got to be organic. It's got to be raw. And Uh, it's got to have flour.
0: Organic is just not an option. It's got to be organic. There are some people out there that think that there is a list of foods that you must buy organically. Now, all your foods should be organic period, especially with systemic pesticides that they're using. It's not something that you could cut off or wash off. It's in the vascular system of the plant. Right. And in essence, it's in the the fruit that the plant produces. That's the bottom line, folks. But in regards to chocolate, gene, one of the questions that I have is how much chocolate should you consume, raw organic chocolate, should I say, should one consume on a regular basis? How much should you include in your diet? You should probably consider
2: having one ounce
0: a day. Um,
2: chocolate. And exactly, although,
0: what is one ounce for people that don't have a scale?
2: Oh well, um, let's see. I'm going to say a, a small square, maybe in grams, maybe like a ten ten grams. Oh gosh, inches. It, I can't. I'm not going to be good at describing this. Sorry, <laughs> um, <laughs> That's okay. but. Um, chocolate, although it is very powerful, it is also highly acidic. You can be on a raw diet. You can be consuming a lot of alkaline foods, but just like coffee, um, it is highly acidic. So you want to maintain the alkaline in your body. So you don't want to eat a whole lot of chocolate all day. You want to just have like maybe just that one piece because it's going to help nourish your body. Instead of taking a multivitamin, eat a piece of raw organic chocolate that's not been processed. It is a sustainable food. You could eat that type of chocolate and and survive. It gives you pretty much everything. It just is amazing. Thank you.
0: And Marie Claire, can you elaborate a little bit? When you're putting together your raw recipes, and let me tell you, some of the things that you've done, it's amazing. You would never know that the recipes that you create are raw until probably you either tasted it or you told the person consuming it because the pictures are just
1: stunning. Thank you. I just love making things useful as well because um we eat with our eyes and certainly when when you have some guests over and they don't know about raw food you you just you don't want to force your principles upon them, but if you are preparing well-food them, it is very easy to make it look nice and beautiful, so they don't ask any questions, they just eat it and they like it, they love it. (laughs) And certainly when when you start making some chocolate, uh, chocolate dessert, uh, chocolate mousse or some chocolate, whatever it is. Um, you will really stun them with the results and they never complain (laughs) not here at the table when I make raw chocolate Um, but just try to make your food look really nice and um, it will be so much easier to convince others who are not into raw or organic food to start eating healthier because it's really delicious and um, this is the way how we can convince People in your family, for instance, if you are going raw alone in your family, it's, it's more difficult for yourself. So, it's um, this is a way to convince your children, your partners, to to join you in this new lifestyle, because it's a new lifestyle. It's much, much more than just food, and yeah.
0: Let me ask you a question. This is something that keeps coming up over and over and over, and I just find it completely irritating because I think that to reference an interview that I did with Joel Saladin, people are getting really lazy. They have an excuse for everything, and if I hear one more time that, oh, organic is too expensive, it's not. No. People look for any excuse to complain about anything and the thing is is that there are so many options out there and the bottom line is, is that there are so many retailers that offer significant discounts like for example some of the wholesale retailers where you can buy bulk organics at a significantly lower price than some of the quote unquote what I refer to as retail stores that more or less are all for show. If you just Take a quick look in your neighborhood. You might find a local store that has a particular selection of organic foods but at a reasonable price. What I do is I manage my time very wisely. I don't really have a choice because my job is very demanding as far as my time. So when I do shop, I tend to manage my time as far as where I'm going and what I intend to pick up when I'm in that particular area. At a particular store. And that is basically one great way to save on the amount of money that you're spending on certified organic foods. Marie Claire, what do you do to keep your costs down and what tips do you have to offer to our audience as far as shopping organically?
1: Well, I think I have some great tips. And the first one that I would like to give is that find your own organic farmer in your neighborhood. It's so important. First of all, the, the vegetables. Uh, when I go to my farmer, I go there each week, um, and I I buy everything for one week, and some people say, well, oh, it's not fresh then anymore. But they forget that once they buy uh, their organic, uh, their food, I mean, produce in supermarkets, it's already a week old. So my vegetables, when I get them, they're just a few hours old. And they keep fresh all week long in the refrigerator, no problem. So when you shop with your organic fam- farmer, first of all, it's fresh. It's much cheaper because there there is no in-between person, no in-between businesses you have to, to profit from that. So you spend much, much less money on those vegetables. Um, plus, they're... They are containing so many more minerals um, and, and vitamins, so you don't have to supplement yourself anymore. You don't need to buy those expensive supplements anymore. Um, you don't have to go to the doctors to save on your doctor's bills. So this is really important to find your own organic farmer and even better, grow your own vegetables or even fruits. Um if you have a garden, even if you have only a little bit of space, you can you can be creative and be inventive and save a lot of space. Just um,
0: Container there, gardens. And,
1: they work me. Yeah, yeah, or you can rent a garden in your community, whatever it is. Another great option is to start your co op. You can do that yourself, you know, just gather some friends and family who are having the same principles. They're tired of the, the chemicals and the pesticides. They want healthy produce. Just start to cope and and start um, distributing um, the healthy vegetables from a local farmer or a few local farms um, from your neighborhood. So this is much, much cheaper. Uh, buy your seasonal produce. So each season has its own uh, vegetables and fruits. Buy those. Those are much uh, cheaper than the ones you will buy out of the season that have to be imported from I don't know where, and you will be pay, paying the taxes on that and all that.
0: Well, not to mention so, the fact that um, I, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, no, no, Not okay. to mention the fact that you know there's been a lot of talk about oh well you know we should uh, tolerate a certain amount of plastic as far as containers in our foods. No, no, we shouldn't. And that's something that I think is really ridiculous. The amount of plastic that is used and the packaging of or, of all foods is just outrageous. And the thing is, is that people say, well, you know, it cuts down on the cost of transportation for shipping those products. Well, something as you pointed out, Marie Claire, if you were buying organic locally, whether you're growing it yourself or you're buying it from a local farmer, that also is significant. And as you pointed out, buy foods that are in season. We've gotten to a point where we have everything 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And the thing is, is that For example, with bananas, it really makes me laugh when I look at bananas that are green. You can't really find yellow bananas anymore because everything's green. They blasted nitrogen. (laughs) Who wants to eat that stuff? You'd rather have the bananas that are ripe, that are yellow, that actually smell like a banana, not this, I don't know, most bananas don't even have a scent because there's just, I don't even know what they do to them these days, but as you pointed out, Locally grown organics is really the best way to go. Continue on with your list of tips because I think you're really just right on track with everything.
1: No, thank you. So, but another very um, nice side effect of eating raw is that after a while you start just having yeah having less. You you start being less hungry. You don't need that much food anymore simply because you are nourishing your body so thoroughly with. The, the organic food, the fresh food, the raw food, that your body is giving you the same signal and the signal to the brain, you have everything that you need. You don't need to eat more. So after a while, you will notice that you get less hungry. You don't need to eat um, obese, well, quantities anymore. You are eating quality now. That's a huge difference. So you will save... Um, Buying quantities—that's for sure. So that is a tip. Um, now, oh, what? No, um, what was the other thing I wanted to say? Now I'm, I'm losing it for a moment.
0: Well, you were talking about the tips for buying organically, but with juicing, we haven't really spent too much time talking about mm-hmm. that. So I'd like to talk about that now. With juicing, juicing is just fantastic. If you want to get into juicing, what are some of the the main things that you should know?
1: Juicing is essential if you want to bring your health to a next level. That is what happened to me when I I was going raw. I I was eating raw but I was eating my foods, the, the vegetables, the food. And after a while when I I started thinking I want to do a juice fast that really took me to a next level in my health. And that is simply because the principle is you will restore your health by giving your body a rest from food. That is the principle from fasting. And when you take it literally fasting means not eating any solid food, only drink water. That is the real fasting, you could say. And you could do uh, fast on water, there are people who are doing them for days, some for weeks, and you can heal serious illness just by fasting on water. Simply because it you gives your body that rest from food, and it will return a, a huge amount of energy, so it can strengthen the body and start healing itself. Now, what is very essential is is water in the juice fast. If you're going to add juices to your fast, um, it's important that you that you make them in a way that you will still be adding energy to your body. So how can you do that? By adding greens. Greens mean chlorophyll, and chlorophyll is what heals the body from the inside out. So the more green juices you will be adding to a juice fast, the more energy you will uh, create and uh, the more healing properties you will be adding to your body. Now, yes?
0: I was just going to say, well, while that is extremely important, I just want to throw a little bit of caution out there. Some people that get into juicing, they'll start off with wheatgrass juice, like a big glass of it. And with the greens that you're using, do a little bit of homework before you start doing anything, and that's why Marie Claire actually has this wonderful book. It's for it's a three-day jump start uh, that gives you all the recipes so that you can get a proper introduction to juicing so that if you do want to take it the next step. Uh, typically, people juice for how long, Marie Claire? About two weeks? Yeah, a lot of people
1: just start with a few days, you know, because yeah. a lot of people... I have trouble with the hunger, feeling of hunger. But that disappears after two days because your body um, goes into a sleeping mode and uh, it will start calming down, the digestion is slowing down because you don't have to digest any fiber anymore. That is what makes juicing so great. It, it, you take all out all the fiber and so the, the nutrients go straight to the blood. And you don't have to digest anymore. You don't uh, need to create that energy for your digestion. So it goes straight to the bloodstream. And that is why you benefit so much from juice fasting and from juicing in general because you don't need to fast uh, if you don't want to. Just If you want to get the experience from juicing, you can just start by adding juices in the morning, for instance. Today would have been juice, and that will make a huge difference, also. Already, um, now, yeah, you
0: I was gonna say one other thing with juicing uh, what type of juicer do you recommend? Because that's uh, my juicer, I actually got from uh I think, I, I can't remember if I got it from a friend or if I got it from FreeCycle.org. Um, it's an interesting. I give away so much stuff, but every now and then, somebody's giving away something, and uh, when I first got my juicer, I was just like, oh, okay, this is neat, and um, I didn't really know much about juicing, but I just know that, uh, I, I knew that I wanted to try it, and uh, because I grow so many uh, different types of uh, vegetables and some fruit, I had access to a whole lot of organics. So to me, uh, and especially since I taught culinary arts for so many years, to me it was more or less like a new adventure. But um, you know, it, it, there are some things that I think are important, especially you know, what are some of the core vegetables that you want to use for the base of your drink? Or for your um, juice, should I say?
1: Yes. Well, what I always use, well, it it, it depends on the season, actually. Uh, because when you want to juice in winter, you will be juicing different kinds of vegetables in the summer. You will be using the things that are on the market in, the, in winter because those vegetables and fruits are that are growing in, in uh, autumn and winter, are especially there to warm up your body from the inside out. That's very important. So if you were going to juice in summer, I would, I would always use as a basis uh, celery and cucumber because they give a lot of juice. Uh, the celery will provide you a lot of sodium so you won't crave any uh, salt. And the cucumber is giving you a lot of um, water actually to hydrate the body, which is very, very important. Um, and this is a real great base. And I would add greens, like uh, you can add spinach, you can even add um, wild grasses. What I love doing is just get out in the garden and pick my wild edibles, like stinging nettle. are a great, great to juice. They're a, a, a tremendous support for the liver. During the juice fast, because the liver is the one of the five elimination systems that, and it is it's every every toxin that's in your body is passing through the liver, so you have to support it, and you can do that by adding thin nettles, for instance, or dandelion, or crystals. Uh,
0: I happen to like dandelions a lot, but I tell people that especially if you're not accustomed to eating the dandelions, uh, usually what I would do, um, I tend to juice in the summer, uh, as I pointed out, just because I have such an abundance of organic vegetation. Um, with with dandelions, you want to add, uh, I would say, um, per, uh, if you're going to make 16 to 20 ounces of juice, you want to add maybe five or six young leaves because the younger the leaves, the more sweeter that they are. Uh, and when you are picking dandelions, make sure that the lawn that you're picking them from, or the the yard, should I say, uh, is pesticide-free because if you're picking them off of a lawn that has been sprayed with some type of lawn... Um, just some type of lawn carrot, you don't know really what you're putting into your body, and it kind of defeats the purpose. So make sure that it is from a yard where it is pesticide-free, but you really want to get as many of the young leaves as possible. It's kind of like when you're picking spinach. Spinach, uh, what I I used to tell my uh, students... When you pick spinach, you want the young, tender leaves because they are much sweeter. Whereas the the older leaves tend to be more chewy and they're a little tougher. But um, and they are they are a little bit more bitter. So um, I just wanted to point that out. And one other thing about the dandelions, don't go too overboard because one of the beautiful things about dandelions, which most people don't know, is that they have. Trad- uh, tremendous medicinal properties. Most people tend to look towards cranberries when they have different types of blockages in the body, and dandelions are well known for um, helping to improve the urinary tract as well as basically unblocking things that are (laughs) blocked for the most part. So I just wanted to add that. Mm Yeah,
1: but well... Of course, uh, uh, the, the weeds that you pick in your garden or in the woods, they are medicinal, but this is why uh, a juice bath that you are adding wild edibles to is so healing, because you are adding those medicines out of nature, and they are for free, they're growing right on the you nose. Know, so people have no excuse of saying uh, a juice bath is too expensive, because you can add a lot, a lot of free greens just coming out of nature. Just go out and uh, cut grasses, cereal grasses. Those are the grasses with a white blade, not the ornamental grasses that you are um, having in your lawn, but the white blades. Those are great juice. And to add to your juices together with an apple or some cabbage, whatever you have, and they have very, very nice taste and add a lot of chlorophyll. So these are my greens that I would really recommend in in spring and in in summer. Now, when you juice in winter, it's important to leave out, um, because most of those, when you do a juice fast, I'm going to say it like this, you are cooling down the body. It will cool off a bit. And uh, when you're doing that in winter, you really have to leave out celery, cucumber, the cooling uh, vegetables and fruits. Add warming vegetables and fruits that are growing in winter, like kale, the dark leafy greens such as collard greens. Um, add um, mix it up with some carrots, some beets. You know, uh, you will you will add more of these root vegetables to a juice fast in winter, simply because you have to keep up your temperature, your body temperature, or you won't hold down until your juice fast because it's too cold. So this is a good tip uh, to know if you're on the juice uh, in the winter.
0: Now, Jean, um, you recently went on a uh, juice fast. What, what do you recommend uh, to the folks listening out there? Well, it was really it's really been an
2: an interesting um adventure. I um I love the the whole thing of like Marie Claire said taking it to the next level. Um and that's what exactly what it did. Um I have a uh an omega juicer that extracts and then it actually uh sends out the the, the remainder of the uh fibrous material. And when I started doing my juicing, I was looking at some of the alternative um, cancer therapies and uh, what they use and how they do their healing with juicing. And um, I found it really interesting that um, they say, one of the books had said that, you know, if you're going to mix a fruit with a vegetable, the only fruit that you should be adding is a green apple. So every morning we start our day here and break the fast with carrot, celery and green apple and then i throw in some chia seed and that's what we have for breakfast and everybody goes on their own way and it's been it's been incredible uh it it sustains me it keeps me going i'm, I'm i have even greater energy um I did I did a I was working on experimenting with juice fasting and I made it through one day um and felt it was really int- I
0: I the energy believe- huh
2: Yeah I mean it was just wow I I did things that I had been looking at wanting to do for I don't know 20 years I I started cleaning closets like that like it was not a big problem it was not it was not this m- daunting task. It was like, okay, what's the next one? Okay, what's the next one? And uh it's been it's been pretty it's cool. It's great. It's awesome. I recommend <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Jean. Now, uh ladies, we are at the end of the okay. show. Uh do you have any suggestions for uh folks that are out there that are looking to celebrate Valentine's in a very healthy way? It, it's interesting. You see all the ads for just different restaurants and all sorts of different um, uh, confections and and all sorts of stuff that is really not very healthy. And there are so many couples out there that work out together. They are very um, adamant about their workout routines and about what they put into their body. And it's interesting, just because it's um, Saint Valentine's Day does not mean that you have to go away from that and it just put all sorts of junk in your system, uh, you know, in order to be able to celebrate with the one you love. So Marie-Claire, do you have any quick suggestions that you'd like to leave our audience with?
1: Well, you you always celebrate uh, Valentine with the one you love, and I think it's a, a, such a nice act of love to cherish that, um, and to cherish the health of your loved one, and you can do that by making a nice surprise. Uh, and just make a nice chocolate dessert, uh, like a, a chocolate mousse. It's so easy to make. Now it it won't be made of uh, cream and milk. It will be made of of avocado, and and it's adding nutrients to your body. So and it uh, it is tasting great and. Um, you just have to try it out uh, one time. It's, the recipes are on my um, on my website, yep. ravishingraw.com.
0: Ravishingraw.com. And, and they
1: can find it under the recipe section, My Raw Valentine. And this is how you can celebrate, you know, which uh, is celebrate that you're both healthy.
0: Thank you so much, Marie Claire. It's been great having you on the show. And, Jean, we are out of time. Can you just give a quick tip to our audience out there about Valentine's Day? Sure. If you're going to give
2: somebody chocolate, give them the gift of health and invest in organic raw chocolate because it's God's medicine. It's going to keep your loved one around a lot longer than anything else.
0: Thank you so much, Jean. And, folks, thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, what a wonderful show, great information to learn about uh, organic and raw and juicing. I mean, it's something that a lot of people are really very interested in, especially since it does promote good health and does your body a good jump start. Thank you, ladies, so much, and have a very happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. This has been June Stoyer with the Organic View Radio Show.